This is Infection, the Survival Podcast, recorded live on Monday, July 24th, 2017, episode 132. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special Monday edition of Infection, the Survival Podcast. Infection is your source for the latest information on survival video games. We bring you the latest news, reviews, updates, and more each and every week. My name is Nick Craig, at Nicholas M. Craig is my Twitter. You can check out our website, infectionpodcast.com. We're here on a Monday, Brian. We're mixing it up, keeping everything fresh here. What's going on? Our final show from our uh, New York studios. <laughs> Command post. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, everybody. If you want to uh, find me at Boise Computer on Twitter, or you're more than welcome to go check out my blog, biteoftech.com. Of course, I encourage you to go to our website, infectionpodcast.com. On the right-hand side, we have a, a link that will join you right to our Discord group, which is a, which is a really wonderful place to find people to play different games uh, with. We have usually 60 or so people in that group ready to play or at least online. I'm not sure how many members we have, but there's usually 60 people online at any time. So if you like to play battlegrounds, um, we've been playing a lot of seven days to die this week. Um, arc, whatever it is, uh, usually you can jump into a channel, say, Hey, is anyone up for playing one of these games? And you can find some people to join you. So, um, if you haven't done that, click the link, it'll join you into the discord. And it, it just, once you've done it once you're a member of that discord, Uh, Also, if you want to join our Steam group and get notifications of our live show, for instance, maybe you're listening to this after the fact and you missed the fact that we were going to be uh, doing the show on Monday, Um, that means you're probably not following our Twitter. So I'd encourage you to go to our Twitter. Um, And also, uh, you'd get a notification on Steam if you were a member of our Steam group. So it's a nice way to keep informed, especially when we have things like this where um, you know, circumstances make it to where we need to do the show a, dra- a day early. Usually we, we try not to do the show late. Um, usually we'll do it on a Monday rather than a Tuesday, uh, if we can. So I think that's about it. Yes. All the self-promotion. <clears throat> yes. I'm, uh, yeah. Having an issue with the pulling up the websites here, but yes, uh, special Monday edition show. Um, next week, we will we will be here on a Tuesday. Probably going to be in a different. I will definitely not be here. Um, but we'll be here next Tuesday. Um, may just be a little bit different of a setup. Uh, but we will be here next Tuesday. But again, there is always the chance that we might not be. So as Brian said, just follow us on Twitter at InfectionCast to get all those notifications. I tweeted it out uh, earlier today. I tweeted out like I, this. I tweeted out probably three or four times today. So if uh, if you're following that Twitter account, you would be. You'd be in the know about um, in the know about that. So check that out. Um, yeah, that's about it. Very good. So um, one thing that we did this week is we played for so the last uh, game of the week was uh, Seven Days to Die. Yes. And they they had come out with their Alpha 16, which we had talked about before. Mm-hmm. And so we wanted to get an opportunity to play some of that, see some of the new content that they've added. Um, and so we'll be talking a little bit. I don't know if you want to start out with that. Yeah. You know, the experience. Let's start that with we that. had with seven days to die. Um, what did you think, first of all, from having pre- played previously? Is there anything that you noticed immediately, immediately that you're like, hey, this is this is different or this is better? Um, what I, stood out to you the most? So this is the interesting thing that stood out to me. So for anybody that's never played seven days to die, uh, kind of a kind of a quick uh, quick 
not not even summary of the game. It's very tough. It's not an easy game. It's hard. It's and I'm not really into more hardcore survival games. I, I'm a big fan of Seven Day Side, but it's a Brian. I think you would agree with this. It's a hardcore survival game. It is very very mm-hmm. tough. Um, and the the way that you kill these zombies in many other games is you shoot arrows at them. The way you craft arrows is by uh, you see there's uh, they, there's bird nests that are on the ground and those are filled with arrows. Uh, or eggs, and then you collect or those arrows. Feathers and eggs. Yeah. Yeah. Excuse me, feathers, and you use the fe- uh, feathers to craft uh, the arrows. With this alpha six, this this alpha update, I noticed that there was significantly less birds' nests on the ground than previously because I was constantly running out of arrows. Yeah, and and they one thing that we noticed, and I don't know if you had a chance to really get to one of the big cities. So they now have these really big. Uh, cities that you can go into that have sc- pretty much skyscrapers in oh, them. Okay. And, and what you do is you, you have to work your way up. So you're kind of maybe going up an elevator shaft or a stairwell, you get to a floor, you bust down a door and these zombies will spawn inside and it becomes kind of a mini game inside of these skyscrapers that you have to work from floor to floor to try to get to the top. Cause if you just run to the top, every floor is going to spawn all the zombies on the way up. Um, and so you, it, it actually makes a game to where you have to consistently keep kind of walking up and, and clearing a floor and then going up another floor, clearing it. Um, it's one of those things for time sinks that I'm always talking about that seven days to die can get very repetitive, mm-hmm. especially after you've been playing it for a week, two weeks. Uh, you know, you've seen a lot of the map, uh, then it gets in the same thing and that kind of creates a little bit of extra of a mini game. Uh, perhaps you will find, and they did change up the leveling system somewhat. Yes, that's uh, massive. To, that was one of the big things that I think that they changed. So explain what it to make a big difference. Explain what it used to be, and explain what it is now, because it's a it's a it's it's a game changing thing that they did. Yeah. So and so one thing that they changed is that when you're when you're crafting things, it used to be that you'd just constantly craft a new, rather than repairing anything, you would always craft something new because that would level level up your crafting of let's say the axe um and so there was no reason to repair it because it it would just you you wouldn't get the benefit of of doing it and so now what they have you do is you can repair it and it will lower the level of the the thing once so you know it, it 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 repairs it lowers it one level um and it's cheaper than actually making a new one so you could then if you want to make a new one if you skilled it up if you've leveled because they actually have a leveling system to where you can put points into tools, you can put points into weapons, you can put points into, you know, armor or whatever it is that you, that you put your points into. If you've raised that up, then you craft a new one, your item level on that will be higher. So it, it's rather than sitting there and trying to craft a hundred axes, uh, you know, they, they've kind of taken that out to where you craft an ax at whatever your level is, you can repair it a couple times and you'll still have a fairly high level axe. Uh, but your, your goal is to, as you level up, spend your points in the crafting of that so that you can then make a better one that way. So it gives it stretches it out a little bit more and you can't get everything on the leveling tree. So um, you have to kind of pick your specialty. So uh, rather than putting your points in everything, you kind of have to choose is what am I going to go without? in the end game, like what am I willing to not have a max of eventually and spend your points wisely? 
So, because what used to happen, the big problem is, as Brian was saying, when you craft your first axe, which is the first tool, it's not like Minecraft where you have like an axe and a shovel. You, the, the the stone axe is like it, it's a multi-use tool. It it's used to to knock things down. It's used to repair things. It's kind of the ma- that and a an air uh, a bow is kind of like your main things that you use at the start of the game. So, what would happen previously yeah. is you would the, b- before the first night. Um, th- that's how this game cycles through. It's a it's a twenty four hour cycle, and at night. The zombies uh, are significantly harder. They're faster, and you you pretty much need to be inside, or they will kill you. Um, so what people would do on the first night is they would just constant, they would just incessantly craft the axe over and over again. Every time they this is on the old version. Every time you crafted the axe, it would gain twenty levels or five levels, and you would just do that all night and just throw them out of your inventory. With the new system, every axe you craft is level twenty five when you start until you level up in the game to level two. And have enough skill points to rank up. So maybe get 150 level or something. Well, it's not like even that. 150. I it, I went from 25 to I think like 70 the next time I crafted one after my level up. So it was a, it was a little bit of a bump in the in the the, the level on it. Um, but it just it no longer allowed. It, it was a, it was you would essentially it was I mean it was like an exploit almost. You would just sit there and you'd craft. Yeah. You'd have a level 500 axe by the end of day one because you were just crafting and destroying, crafting and destroying. Um, so that, that's a big thing that they changed and it is, it's game changing. It completely changed the dynamic of the game. That's the thing is it makes people play differently. They were playing it in a different way than they probably should have probably a different way than the developers were intending just because that was something that worked out in the favor of the, of the player. Absolutely. And it was kind of annoying. Like you're not doing the right things when you're playing, when you're doing that, um, you should be focusing and one interesting thing for those that don't really know very much about this game, the reason that they call it seven days to die is because it goes in those 24-hour cycles. But then every seventh day, uh, you have, I think it's called a blood moon, yep. if I remember correctly. Uh, and that's where a whole bunch of zombies, like you, you're kind of preparing your base and trying to build it up and withstand those smaller attacks throughout the week so that on the seventh day, your base is strong enough to be able to withstand the very strong attacks that are going to happen on that day. And every seventh day in the game, it gets more and more difficult. Um, and so you're, you're constantly having to continue to upkeep your base, maybe upgrade your base, get to a more secure location or secure the location you're at uh, to be able to, to try to withstand that. So it, it just doesn't end and it's not the same game over and over again. Uh, and you know, a lot of people they'll log out before the seventh day happens. Uh, the issue is, is time stops if everybody logs out. So somebody has to be logged in for time to continue to progress. Uh, and so usually you, it, it's to the benefit of everyone if everyone's logged in and kind of protecting the base or wherever, you know, where, wherever people are, they're logged in. Otherwise, if only one person is logged in, you have all these zombies coming in and you could have them level your base uh, during that time. So that's a good it's a good mechanic and it makes it a lot of fun because it's giving everybody a goal like our goal is to try to get as many spikes around the base as we can um before before nightfall our our goal is to uh try to put reinforced things around the base like walls or, or reinforce you can reinforce the existing structure that's already there uh and so that's something that it gives it gives everybody something to do, and if someone's not doing something, they're actually hurting the group. Um, you don't just wander off and go do whatever. So, yeah, it's um, you know, and 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 the other thing too that, that's so interesting is um, 
going back to this, the game is tough, the game is hard concept. You logging in and you just sitting there, even at night, you are you're you're very quickly losing your your food bar your your I don't know what you'd call it the amount of food you have hunger, left and yeah. your I guess your hunger and your and your water um and that is a huge burden on the group I mean for a long time uh, at the start of this game I don't know what day they're on now I haven't had a chance to play today everybody was hovering between ten and like twenty five percent food and water and because yeah. the resources were just so limited. So people just being logged in and not doing anything is a huge detriment to to a group because you're you're yep. literally wasting resources keeping yourself alive when you're not providing anything. So it's a tough game. Um and Well, and it's a balance because sometimes yeah. you have to you have to run and try to find because you don't know it's a it's a randomly generated map. You don't always know what is to your east, you don't know what's to your west, you don't know anything of what's around you initially. And so sometimes rather than reinforcing your base, you're like, well, I've got to go. I'm just going to start running east and see what I run into. I'm going to start kind of unlocking the map and trying to see what, what is out there. Uh, and so you'll have some people that are exploring. And the thing is, is if you're coming close to a seven night, they don't want to be out in the middle of nowhere at some random little shack, um, you know, on the, on the seventh, seventh day blood moon, uh, because all those zombies will come and destroy them. So. Um, the goal is to try to get out as far as you can, discover things, maybe bring some things back, everybody get back on the seventh day, um, you know, and then the cycle starts over again. And so you try to go out a little bit farther and then you're like, oh, I found this really good place. Then, you know, it kind of as a group decision, say, well, do we want to move our base and try to go this little bit, this better reinforced area? Um, you know, so it kind of keeps that progress going, uh, which makes the fun, the game a lot of fun. Uh, and it gives something to kind of like ARC does if you log in, there is something that you can be doing. Like you can be going out and gathering supplies, gathering wood, um, gathering metal to smelt down and trying to reinforce something in the base. Like there's always something for someone to do. Uh, but there's the danger that if it's only one person doing it, time is progressing and you guys are making the minimal amount of, of uh, progress to be able to try to prevent something from happening. So kind of those weird games to where you can't really go in there and play by yourself. Like you should have other people there with you whenever you play. Yeah. And, and that's, uh, you know, that's, that's part of, um, I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to step on any, on, on anybody's toes or anything with this. Um, but they're definitely, I, I definitely don't like how one person playing progresses the entire, I don't know of a good way to Brian. You know what I'm talking about. It's, I'm, try, I'm trying to make yeah. this point. So the problem is, if we're if 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 Brian and I are playing with Friday night, we probably had ten people playing. There was a that Discord yeah. was packed. There was a whole bunch of people playing. So ten of us are playing. Everybody else besides me logs off, and I play for two more hours. I progress the game significantly farther for everybody else. But it affects everybody else, and I don't know what the I don't know what the solution is. It's not a good solution. There's not because yeah, if you but look at arc, if you look at arc, like time, time is always happening, right? Mm-hmm. But 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 let's say everyone's logged off. Um, I don't know that your dinosaurs will starve. Everything kind of goes into a hibernation mode. One person logs in, they can go through and make sure everything is fed, and they can do a little bit of work to make sure that while they're on there, everything is still fine, and then go do whatever they want. In this, there's there's that difference of 
if someone's not there, you know, if other people aren't there, like that time progresses the same, whether there's one or there's 10 and it gets yeah. harder, whether there's one or there's 10. Um, so throughout the day as people log in throughout the day, which is how it tends to work with these, you know, with online games as people in their different time zones are getting on that time is constantly going forward and it's getting harder and harder. Um, so that, you know, there, I just, I don't know of there, I don't think there is a good solution to maintain this kind of a model of a game and have it still work in the same way. I, I think, I think they make it so it's not ridiculously hard. And I think that the blood moons are more difficult. Like it will spawn based on the people logged in. So if more people are logged in during the blood moon, I think it does get more difficult. So, um, so there is a little bit there that, that helps, but it's still, I mean, you could be on the sixth, seventh day, right. And it's going to be a lot harder and you may not have even logged in since day one. So, so and this you're going to jump in and you're going to be weeks weeks into the game and and so and this is this is one of the other issues with this game in particular. Arc has this similar problem. Um, so, for example, if you are listening to the show and you were not able to join us on Friday night and you were to join on let's say Sunday, you would be mm-hmm. so far behind. If you're the kind of person that doesn't want everything given to you, you're pr- it's probably not worth your time to play because the the, yeah. the amount of the amount of catch up that you have to do based on the strength of the zombies is so tough that if you don't start at the beginning with everybody else or somewhat close to the beginning with everybody else, you're probably should just not play as bad as that sounds. It's just, there's not a good way. There's just not a good way for people to join mid game. It's, it's like playing a board game, Brian, you you can't, somebody can't join three quarters of the way through the board game as a, as a fresh player. They don't, it it just doesn't work. The game's the, the whole game dynamic has changed. And that's the issue that Seven Days has right now, and I think it's going to continue to have. Is it's it's like a single player game, but everybody's playing together because you can't somebody just can't join your single player game th- four days after you've started playing because they've missed everything. It, the game is completely yeah. different. Um, for example, we had this issue. Um, I logged in Saturday morning around probably noon Eastern with a couple of people, and it was. 19 it was it was it was like 1930 on night six so as as we logged in we were like less than three hours away from the seventh day which is which you know at at the first seventh day i think is probably one of the toughest because you're you know you're super low on food you're low on resources um so it's an issue with the um it's just an issue with the mechanic of the game um yeah and that's why one thing i was very specific about is Everybody needs to be there ready to log in at nine o'clock because we're all going in at the same time because just having people trickle in doesn't work with this game mechanic. No, you have to have it to where people are consistently like everybody's on at once and then they can experience that whole initial couple day period uh, because it's not like, let's say even with Arc, Arc has the same problem a little bit. If you log in a day after everyone started, you're instantly progressing and you kind of miss that initial grind of, of trying to get, get your, you know, your foothold somewhere. Um, but I think, uh, you know, I think with, with arc though, you know, if you go off on your own and kind of do your own thing, you can't experience that with this, there's just no way to really truly experience it. Um, so I, I think that for the game, you know, it works for how it works. Um, 
I don't know that I don't think I'd want them to change it. No. To try to fix that mechanic because it would that's it would ruin the whole feel of the game for for everyone when they are playing it correctly. Mm-hmm. I I, 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 would hard, I mean I know they do balance it a little bit. Yeah. I mean with, I with the zombie being harder on with lots of people on. Yeah. I mean I agree with you completely. It's just a very um it's just a very interesting I I want to say it's an interesting problem but it's not really a problem. So it's it's just it's just it's just interesting how the game plays it, out. You just people just have to play in a a little bit of a considerate way of don't play 24 hours or you know well not 24 hours in the game but don't play all day real time. You know and on this type of game if you're going to be playing by yourself all day then just go play a single player version of it. Yeah. Because you're getting the same experience this game is a group game. This is a game that's meant to be played with at least a couple of people. Exactly. And and joining you. And that's a problem. And 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 you hit it they hit the nail right in the head, Brian. It's different time zones. I mean, we have people that play we've got people that play all the way from California to Australia. I mean, the time zone difference is is insane with, with, with those two different uh you know, those two different locations. So we our group definitely has a problem with that. Um again, yeah. is it the end of the world? No. The good thing for us um, is when we play, we play for maybe a week or two at the most, and then we drop it for yeah. months and then and then come back. Um, and I, you know, I wonder. And that's one reason why I've been keeping everybody away from Ark because yeah. that I the, I know we we have the exact same habits. Oh, we'll we'll play we'll play this game to death, seven days to die to death, <laughs> for the next for the a week, maybe a week and a half max. Um, and then we'll be like, oh, we've played that. We know we've, we've got our fill of that game for now. Um, if, if I would, the release of arc is coming up on the eighth. I know if everybody was saying a week ago, two weeks ago, can we play arc? Can we play arc? No, that's a game that you can play a little bit longer because you can get away with playing that game for three weeks, maybe even four weeks, but then you'd be like, I don't want to touch the game for a while. Um, unless we can get onto a public server where, you know, there's a little more of a challenge after that. Um, but I think, you know, with that, you got to kind of time it, um, because it'll be the same thing. We'll play for three weeks maybe. And then we probably won't play arc for months and months. Yeah. I mean, I, between Friday, between Friday night at nine and Saturday at Saturday night, I probably played the game for like 15 hours. Like we played a lot. I mean, I I literally went to bed at three o'clock in the morning, woke up at 11 and then started playing again until five or six <laughs> at night. And but you know it, uh, that's the thing I like about these games. I am not a fan. That let me retract that. It's not that I'm not a fan of the long drawn out play style. I liked when we played Ark. It was fun. We played for maybe six weeks all the time, literally every day. Yeah. Um, and I like that. But I like games that can pull this off like Seven Days to Die. You can play the hell out of the game for a couple days, get your fill. And then just say, and you, you don't hate it at the end. You just go, okay, I'll jump in the next time they do something bigger. I'll jump in the next time we're going to wipe this server. You get your fill. And I'm not at that. I mean, I'm at that point now because I know I'm not going to be able to play again before the server get, you know is wiped or whatever. But I played for probably 15 hours. I could probably do another 10 until I was like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm good with, I'm good with the amount I want to put in. Um, so that's. You know that's and, and this thing has kind of a limited map too. I yeah, mean, it's not it's not like Minecraft where you just keep running and running and running and running. Mm-hmm. 
um, there is an edge to the map. So it's a circle. Uh, once you've pretty much explored where everything is, you've kind of explored the map, there's not really, unless you're going for major builds, you're trying to make crazy bases just for fun, there's not really a point to go on on that map. So it kind of has a point where it plays through for your average type of gameplay. You're like, okay, we've reached the limits of this map. And it gives you a reason to kind of stop, reset it, start fresh again, um, which a lot of other games, it's really hard to do because you feel like you're giving up so much. With this one, okay, you know, you've built that base to protect against zombies, but, you know, if you start fresh, you get a whole new map. You get a whole new experience again. Yep. Um, so I, th- I think that that works out a little bit better where with Ark, we always feel like, man, we're put, we're, if I ever spin down a server and then start a fresh one, and we're like, well, what about all that stuff we built? What about all those dinosaurs? Yep. Yep. And what about, what about all these things that we're, we're leaving behind um, that makes it kind of tough and, and you're like, well, sh- how long should I keep that one going? Yeah. But personally, I like the beginning parts like of Ark. I like that beginning experience. Yeah, it's of, fun. Of doing the, like, let's go and, and find things. Let's try to get our first couple teams down. Like, that's my favorite part. It's not the maintenance and let's now put up a hundred of these walls. Um, it's that first initial couple week period that I enjoy the most. Yeah. And uh, go, uh, with Seven Days to Die, the, the cool thing is, for example, um, we had, we, our base is a fortified motel. Uh, we, we found a motel and we, we fortified it. We kind of, topped off boxed off the top part of it and that's that's our base which is which is really cool i'm typically not a fan of games that like for example if you were to tell me h1z1 is going to allow you to make bases inside of the house i would say that's stupid i have no interest in doing that that is the stupidest thing i don't want to fortify a stupid house in h1z1 seven days to die is completely different because you have so much customization over what is I mean, if you you could take a you could literally destroy an entire building from from the ceiling all the way down and make it so it's nothing but a concrete pad. Um, you have the flexibility yeah. to modify the buildings. It's not like it, when I think of fortifying a building, I think you go in, you add you know some walls, you for, make a door, you do something, and that's it. It's not like that in Seventy Side. You literally customize the entire thing. Do whatever you want. I mean, Brian added a walled in the entire bottom floor of of this motel. It was like a front facing motel. You most games would not allow you to do that when they allow you to fortify a base. Yeah. Well, and that's one thing. I mean, this is the part that we kind of enjoy about Minecraft too. We yeah. played Minecraft as a group, and it was really fun because you have so much freedom in a game like that. Uh, let's try to make something crazy. Like let's make let's make a building that has a room for every person. And, um, you know, and then you can get into crazy mechanics, you know, of automating harvesting of crops and all this stuff. There's a bunch of those kind of side games for people to do. And this is a game that kind of has that of, all right, do you want to go and dig into the ground and just make a cave and make a whole underground bunker? You know, if you want to do that, you can, um, you know, and this is, uh, this is one of those games that, allows you to do that absolutely um so it's 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 very uh it's very interesting to to say the least with seven days to die um it's definitely not for everybody uh you need to you you have to be willing and able to put in um 
you have to be able to put in some time right off the bat for I think it for for it to be worth playing. Um, yeah. You have to put in some of that time off the bat. Once you do that, you're you're in good shape. Um, but I would say check it out. It's it's expensive. It's twenty five dollars. Uh, it's not you know it's it's not it's not. It was and it was on the Steam sale. I mean, yep. it, it, if if you're hesitant to get it at that price, then just put it on your watch list yep. because it does go on sale um, probably a couple times a year. And it's one of those that we don't play it all the time. It's not one that you're going to play all the time. There's some people do like Heisenberg plays it quite a bit all the time. Uh, and, and he's into the whole mega build aspect of the game of just trying to make, which is a lot of fun to do in this type of a game. But uh, if, if you're, if you're one that's more of a casual player like us to where you're like, all right, let's play it for a while. Let's experience it. Let's have fun with it as a group. And then you don't touch it for a while. Just put it on your watch list because you know, it may come on sale before we play it again as a group. And, you know, you can have it at that point, put it in your library, but it was definitely worth, if you can get it on sale, it's definitely worth whatever that price is. Yes, absolutely. So, um, seven days to die, check it out. Um, we will probably revisit it in a couple of months when they have their next update. Um, yeah. so yeah, look looking forward to it. Uh, definitely add it to your wish list if you wanted to join. And unfortunately, if you didn't have a chance to join us this time, um, hopefully you can make it next time. Cause it, we, we had a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun. Yep. Yeah. And we, and we always do. And, but that's the thing is we don't try to play it every three weeks. No, you, I would be, you wouldn't play it. I just, unless it's your game and that's all you play and that's what you do. And that's what you dedicate yourself to playing for the most part, like Heisenberg, uh, who actually, we were lucky he was able to join us on Friday night and, you know, actually help us out. I mean, we, we all have, most of us all had general knowledge of how to play the game, but, this is coming from a from a pro and you know, you know, telling you know, all right, we should do this, let's do that. All right, this is the order you should be doing things in. Uh, you know, that helping yep. hand was definitely well appreciated. So thanks, Heisenberg, for stopping by and uh being our crutch. That's a that's, yeah. a, that's an accurate statement. Be, yes, being our, our uh, instructor. Yes. He's he's very good at the game, so it makes it always a lot easier because he's like, Oh, we okay, we need to get this, we need to do this. Um, and it kind of gives everybody that direction they need. So, yeah, definitely. All right. So do we want to go on to some arc news? Yes. Let's talk about arc, Brian. We broke news on this show last week and said, we are just going to assume that they're going to wipe the servers. And we were wrong as, as, as usual, yes. as per usual, not the, See, if you notice in the intro, it says, we bring you the latest news, reviews, updates, and more each and every week. It does not say accurate information. It does not say timely <laughs> information. It just says, we bring you news. It doesn't say what kind of news. We bring you news. Could be fake news. <laughs> very, very well could be. Um, so trying, uh, so, you know, just assuming that, hey, they're going to have to do some type of wipe with this game. Uh, the servers are stale. People are done playing um you know new yep. people can't get in on the public servers um so we said that last week and i think that was tuesday we did the show maybe thursday mm-hmm. the official announcement came out arc is yes. not wiping the current official server set but what they are yes. going to do is while keeping the existing uh, active official servers going with no wipe they are going to introduce a new set of official servers that will be wiped. And what the idea, what the purpose behind this is, 
is new players like ourselves, like our group who want to jump into the to the game and start fresh, will be able to hop on a fresh server where you know, massive tribes haven't already spent a year and a half, and that the old tribes on the old servers will will hopefully jump from the official servers onto some of these new servers as well because they do say that the goal is once the official the, the old official servers are uh, are near empty they will be given a one month warning in which then the server will be wiped so they're going to essentially repurpose the old official servers once the player base has moved off them this is their way of not causing a, a, an earthquake on on yes. social media. I mean this is the way to do it. They are wean, they're weaning the old players off. They're saying, "Okay, you can choose to stay on your old server, but no, event it's going to be gone sooner rather than later." So, you can yeah, stay as your, on your population old dies out yeah, as everything gone. goes away. Um, you know, if if you don't have enough players and they did offer, they said, "We will give you the saves." Yep. So that you can play it on your own private server, which is really cool, server if you'd like. But um, and and this makes sense. Uh, I'm hoping, and here, well, I'll, we'll give a little bit of speculation here. Yes, of course. What I'm what I am hoping for is that the legacy servers are truly legacy. They don't have the the full capabilities of what the new server offers. I'm hoping that the legacy servers are the island map, like you had. And they may have some sort of progression whatever is in there currently. I'm hoping that the new system, whatever they're doing for this, this uh, ascension and, and going to whatever it is, maybe new maps. I'm hoping that that is a unique experience that will kind of pull some of those people from those legacy servers to say, Hey, I want to experience this and get them off those servers. Yeah. Because um, they're, you know, all those players, I, I just, I, I, we, since we don't know exactly what, the whole ascension system will entail. We don't know what's going to be on the eighth. I don't know, you know, without us having them tell us directly, I don't know, you know, what it is that we're going to see on the eighth. That's so much different than what it is exactly right now, but I'm hoping that they kind of keep that separated where legacy is okay. It kind of runs in the way that the old system did. And then they have this whole new experience. So you don't have people that are not getting to experience it because they're like, Hey, I have a level 100 character. Um, you know, and, and I'm instantly at that, that level and maybe then ascending to something else on that server. I, I think they're kind of taking away the whole experience of what this game is supposed to be there. They may never play arc truly as it was released if, if they're doing that sort of thing. So, uh, I personally, I hope that the whole new system is on these new servers. Then, you know, and so, there's some people that may like it, how it, you know, having just the one map or, you know, having it be to where they're pretty much playing one map. And I hope that, that you can't transfer from server to server on the new system. And um, uh, thank you for reminding me. You will not be allowed to transfer dinos, saves, or characters between the old official servers and the new official servers. That is what they've, yes. they've also announced, making it But clear. I'm hoping that between even the new ones, I'm hoping the Ascension thing is purely a, the the server transfer was a test of the Ascension program. Yeah. I'm hoping that they can't go from server to server because there's been a lot of headaches from what I've seen from people on that whole system of people coming in and just wiping servers. Oh, that, I mean, that's what uh, happens. for fun. Um, well, it's not, it is fun. I mean, think about it, Brian. If you're the top dog and you know that you can't be beat, you just go from server to server, wipe them clean, and then... It's and fun then, for them, yeah. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, that. but I I hope that they do turn that off as well because I have just the the 
horror stories of people just being like, and then the tribe just transferred everything in and just killed all of us. And it was, all of our stuff is gone. Yeah, and then they left. Dinosaurs and, and then they leave. just quit. Yeah. Yeah. They, and then it, it's like a week or something before you can transfer back. And then, and then they, they, they're on server for a week and then they just leave. They just transfer back yeah. off. They're good to go. So it's very, very, uh, very, very crazy. Um, yeah, to, to see how that whole system worked. So, but we will do for our so our game of the week. Um, so the week after that, and what we may do is start that game of the week because that releases on a Tuesday. Um, so what we might do is announce and then either pick a server to start on on the eighth. Might yeah. do that. Um, so I, rather than us running our own private server, we can pick one of these new servers. And then announce it officially. Hey, we're playing on this server because who knows how, how, it, how it will be running the first day. I mean, we know how these releases when you have five million in sales as far as the <laughs> yeah. number of sold copies, everybody goes to log in at the same time. Um, this will be an interesting system of how they pull this off. So there may not be a lot to accomplish the first two days um, on this, anyways. So. We will announce on that Tuesday, which will uh, which will be the eighth, which server we're going to do, and then maybe we can start that Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You know, it'd be cool. Kind of getting our roots down. Maybe we should do an earlier show on that Tuesday and try to. Well, we can see see what time they wipe. Yeah, we can see when they start spinning servers up. If people are able to log in, I just I don't know. Yeah. These guys are pretty good. They are very good. But we They're, don't yeah. but we don't know how many people are going to be trying to log in. Very true. And okay, and here's my other concern that I keep coming back to with this. When you have all these people logging in day 1 just to check it out and they fill up all the servers, what happens day, you know, 14 when all these people stop playing? And now you have empty servers. I, I don't um, think that's that what will I'm happen. interested to see. I think they're going to bring up a limited number. I, I mean, here's the thing. I think they know how um but then how are people are people aren't going to be able to play? I don't know. I do but PH is saying that we de- you definitely need to get on day 1 if you want to be on a uh, on a on a public server. So, we'll figure that out. Ho- hopefully next week we will have some more information on when the wipe wh- you know when these new servers are actually coming online and hopefully we can uh, uh, you know adjust accordingly because I kind of make de- a goal to get people online and and get a foothold and I mean people are already going to be here sure. Tuesday at 7 for the show. So, if we could do the show like an hour early or something or only make it worth an hour. People will be here. We'll be like, all right, jump on a server. Let's go and, you know, let's get a foothold down and then, you know, call out of work for a couple of days, brand new job. I know this is it for me. I like that's, that's getting to the end of my yep. semester. You're going to have to like figure it out. Finish this. Suck it up, buttercup. You're going to have to figure it out. Like the worst time possible. You better, be you better get crack a lacking now so that I know come, I got to get, I got to get that class come, passed before the eighth. Come two weeks. You are not going to be doing anything besides playing arc all freaking day. Um, I know. So I had to, I had to, I had to learn Java <laughs> in the next yeah, you'll two be, weeks. You'll be fine. I have, I have a lot of confidence in you. So, uh, we'll, um, We'll we'll figure out. We'll announce. We'll figure out. But I definitely want to hop on the servers day one, even if it's kind of a crap experience like Conan, where the servers are up and down or whatever. Definitely like to get on their day one to at least get a foothold, get a base, and you know just get something going. So we will do our best. Um, PH says he's already called in sick days around then for a few weeks. I don't know if he's. I wouldn't surprise <laughs> me if he is not joking. Yeah. So there you go. It's a full. It's a full time commitment. You can, I mean, yeah. it, it literally arc is one of those where you want to get in and like, you want to get that progress. 
Well, and the hard thing is, so you spawn in, you ha- you can't tame a dinosaur, you have just these stupid tools. The first pe- the first groups that are able to tame just the crappiest dinosaurs, th- it, the level up that they have on the fresh players is insane. Like, going be- yeah. being a level 1 and being a level 5 is like playing a different game. It's like being a level 20 and then having rocket ships at the end of the game. It's so uncomparable because... You're so vulnerable, and you have you can just run around and kill yeah. people with your yeah. That's all you raptors. can do is just hope somebody goes AFK and you can, and you can kill them because the people with the, the you know the, the select few that have dinosaurs right get dinosaurs quickly right off the bat um, are the only ones that yeah they rule the server for that short period of time. So it is definitely yeah. important. I guess this is a kind of note to anybody that wants to play Arc Day One on an official server. You have to get on there day one. If you don't get on there day one, you're going to lose your foothold and. You know, this isn't across all servers, but you probably won't have the chance to to really. This game's all about alphas on yeah, servers. Absolutely, I mean, that's kind of that's what it what it's about. So, if you're wanting to play on a public server, either go all out or go play local. I mean, it's just how it works. Yeah. All right, so let's go and jump into some of the the changes. So they did another major version. Um, if I remember correctly, they jumped from I think two sixty three directly to two sixty four. Um, and this was on the 22nd, so just two days ago. Uh, and here's something that I wasn't sure what it meant. Um, okay. And I left a message in in their forum asking about this, and I haven't gone back to check to see if they answered. But they said, simple sky, non-true sky system with atmospheric fog. Cool. Now, people don't know what true sky, usually don't know what true sky is. True sky is a program uh, for Unreal, uh, also has a Unity version. But a lot of these games where you see the clouds floating through the sky, you see weather effects. A lot of those things are using True Sky because it gives a very good volumetric cloud system uh, that looks very realistic. It gives a day-night cycle. Uh, you can see the you know the sun come up, the moon come up. Um, a very good system. But one thing that uh, that you that it doesn't support right now is DirectX 12. Mm. And so I am wondering. If they are in anticipation, just saying, you know what, I, we don't know if they're ever going to upgrade True Sky to be DirectX 12 compatible. We don't know when they're going to do it. Um, I've worked with the direct the True Sky devs and somewhat unresponsive. <laughs> I mean, it's very difficult to get an answer out of them. Uh, I mean, you can get a support answer, but you know, it's it's not something where you can have a conversation with them and they'll be like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah here's here's information. So I am wondering if they are actually switching to a different sky system so that they'll be able to support DirectX 12. That's what it and, looks like. And I don't, I look, tried to look around for what simple sky is. I saw a couple references to the word with some unreal things, but I couldn't find something that said here is simple sky. Um, so I am wondering if this is for them testing to leave true sky uh, or at least be able to disable True Sky to have a different Sky system that is DirectX 12 compatible, so they can finally. Because I think that's the only thing that's been holding them back from implementing DirectX 12 is that their Sky doesn't support it at the time. Do you think um, Simple Sky is built into Unity? Uh, built into Unreal? Unreal? Yeah. No, I don't. Maybe that. I mean that. I don't remember if it's called Simple Sky. There is one that is a uh, kind of a built-in simple system. That might be it, but I don't. I don't remember it being called Simple Sky. Interesting. So that may be it. Um, you know, so true. Tr- simple Sky could be, and and that one looks all right. 
Um, it's not as in depth, but I'm sure that if they, you know, they could easily go in and, and add all these things with their developers, uh, to make this all work. But, uh, yeah, so that, that was kind of one of those speculation things. I'm like, what did they didn't explain it? They just said simple sky. That's because um, most people don't care, Brian. I mean, <laughs> I think that that's the reality of it is only, only you and I care what, Ooh, what sky, what, what program are you using to generate your sky? That's fascinating. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I, I want, yeah. Like, is that a better system? I want to know about it. <laughs> um, so yeah, so simple sky. So I'll, I'll do a little more digging into that. Maybe they will start to announce. Um, I've been trying not to log into the game because I want to like be all fresh and I don't want to get myself in there and running around and doing things. I want to have it to be to on the eighth. I'm like, we need to play some of this. Hell yeah. Um, but I'll see if I can find any more about simple sky and see if that is that default, if they're referring to the default unreal um, sky system that's in there. And then it says single player dinos no longer fall through clay cave floors. Um, streaming destructible meshes, uh, optimized memory. So things that break apart in the game, let's say you chop a, a rock and it breaks into pieces, you break something like the plants, whatever it is, um, they've, they've optimized the memory for that. Fixed host menu settings. Uh, they added a host menu setting for disabling dino taming, disabling dino riding, fuel consumption, interval multiplier, and increased platform structure limit. Uh, and then the Getaranis, right? Getaranis, I think that's correct. Now has an automatic courage mode in single player. So when set, the Yeti will give a courage roar every 30 seconds if an ally dino is in front of it. So um, gives a buff there automatically in single player. Fixed a bug that provided infinite power. Um, they reworked the trike charge forward and the tail wag animations. So those should look a little bit different when you get in there. They removed underwater fog, and I'm wondering if this has something to do with the new atmospheric fog of the uh, sky system. Um, if that's kind of related, whether or not they had a choice in that. Uh, the the itch itch the is that right? Uh, you're asking me like I'm going to help you pronounce and it. Ego, which is they're short for for a longer dinosaur name. No longer steal item skins, and then they fix a bug where it would rain underwater which I'm wondering, once again, if that's a true sky fix. Um, they, they keep referring back to, we removed underwater atmosphere, uh, underwater fog. We removed underwater rain. That one program controlled most likely both of those things. So uh, all these hints are coming back that they removed true sky. Um, they fixed an issue where the max level dino achievement would not be awarded. The final boss balance of the Broodmother, the Megapithecus, and the uh, Dragon bosses in single player. So those should be a little bit more even for playing by yourself. Hitting stuff with a torch now can now set it on fire. Player default name changed to human. I don't remember. So that's, was it Joe? Was it Joe or something before? Yeah, what I think was it was all those characters. It was, I think it was Joe. Were named the same I thing. It was Joe. Okay. Yeah. So now it's human instead of Joe. Fixed hat sockets on multiple creatures. Um, that's for those holiday hats. Like you get the Santa hat and things like that. You can put on the creatures. They tweaked radial wheel to prevent accidentally opening sub menus. The metal windowed walls now match metal walls when painted. Implants no longer show up while searching in the inventory. Um, and I'm wondering if that means they're not in there at all. So. You know how you'd always have that thing in your arm on in your inventory in the game. Um, I'm wondering if that's still there. I've got the real. And question. then they moved. 
I'm sorry to cut yeah. you off. That's really important. You mentioned changing the, the, the name. Are they going to change it? Is it still going to be called ShooterGame.exe? Or is that going to be up? I hope they fix that. <laughs> I, I haven't seen that yet. If somebody can... Somebody in the chat has got Arkansas right now. Could you open it and Just see if it's still... the default Unreal. Yeah, could you see if it's still called that? I wonder how much process has changed. That shouldn't be. Uh, can somebody see if that's been changed? Because that... I mean, you can't release your game and still have it with the default Unreal. <laughs> you can't have that. I mean, un- you, that yeah. just that just doesn't work. So I'm 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 curious. Let's see what they do. Yeah. All right, and then they uh, they they moved some artifacts on the center map, so they've been moved around. Um, Reinstated the center jump puzzle with artifact as the reward for completing. Increased brightness underwater on the center and fixed the barrier not being visible underwater. They fixed an issue that causes rafts to teleport upward out of the underworld on the center. They fixed eels not being tameable in Primitive Plus. They changed the crafting requirements for Trank Harpoon Bolts in Primitive Plus. And then various PG Arc improvements. What's PG Arc? Um, i trying to think what that stands for. Is that a form? Mm. Is that their form or something? Um... No, I, I'm trying to think of what map markers more it's it's one of their modes or maps and i'm trying to remember i can't think of what it is pg arc i'll have to look it up um but then they um they also they did a ragnarok uh update so there was a pretty big update that they have for that and you're more than welcome to check it out if you want to if you want to go into there and do that yeah i don't see anything about pg arc oh it's uh i think it's the con- uh c- custom procedural generator for arc Oh, okay. So procedural generation. So for that th- that's the random map yep. thing. Yeah, I've never I've never seen that name in. I've never heard them in reference action. that before. I haven't tried it yet. Even I haven't even tried to no. run. But one I've on. never heard them reference that name. That that I've never heard. Yeah, I've never seen them see, say PG arc. Yeah. So we'll have to keep that in mind for the future. Procedurally generated arc. Yeah. So and then they did uh, two six four dot one. Just one thing. They fixed a startup structure startup crash and this is one where they said highly recommended that all server hosts immediately upgraded this version because it is causing this crash and then one fix with 264.15 fixed artifact crates having no artifacts within them so that is pretty much all of the arc updates so all right do we want to do the uh, game giveaway here really quick yeah let's, let's let's start up a game giveaway and we'll work our way on from there all right so let me go ahead and get this opened up this will be another 30 points raffle so okay. if anyone is in here in chat they should have enough points for this um exclamation point giveaway in chat and we will be giving away a copy of shadow warrior this is one they give away um i've got a couple of keys of it so we will give away a couple of them over the next however many weeks but this is shadow warrior uh, for people that maybe didn't get it, I think it was given away for free, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah, so we will uh, we'll give a copy of this away in about probably five or ten minutes. And there's a link I put it in chat so people can check it out. Exclamation point giveaway for a copy. Yes, and also uh, a couple of different ways that you can help support the show uh, uh, listed here on our website. Our first uh, is our infectionpodcast.com forward slash support page. And on this, we've got links to our Amazon uh, affiliate program and a whole bunch of different countries. Uh, direct PayPal contribution that you can do if you want to uh, give a, donate to us directly. Or our Humble Bundle link, which a lot of people have been using. And I want to 
give a quick shout out to everybody that's been uh, clicking on those links. Um, this Capcom bundle, at least in our affiliate program, is selling like hotcakes. I think we've sold like ten copies yeah. of it uh, just with our affiliate link. It's a really I actually just I actually bought it. Um, so, yeah, me too. So I know a bunch of people that pick that up. So infectionpodcast.com forward slash support. You can check those out, help support the show, and uh, keep everything rolling. We've got a couple of cool projects that we're working on that we'll announce here in the coming weeks, but uh, some cool stuff we're looking to do. So infectionpodcast.com forward slash support. All righty. Um, let's get into H1Z1. Um, nothing insane this week, but we did have an update. Uh, this is a game. It seems like it had a lot of fixes in it. Yeah, and this is a game update. This was published on the 20th. Uh, a couple of things in here. First thing, hit registration, uh, fix an issue where shots could pass through players sitting in vehicles from certain angles without taking damage. I remember that being kind of an old school, an OG uh, kind of H1Z1 bug where sometimes being in vehicles, you just wouldn't take damage. Um, in terms of their anti-cheat, several changes have been made. Uh, and, you know, of course, they're trying to work on making it so people don't cheat. Um, updated the network diagnostic HUD element that can be toggled by pressing N. That's the default keybind for that. So there's some network information if you want to. Maybe you're always missing shot. Maybe you're like, I, I keep shooting at this person. I can't kill them. Uh, you can press yeah. N and you can get some network diagnostic. Um, maybe see what's going on with that. So, and they uh, encourage you, if you're going to be streaming, to turn that on. So um, that way you can start to see if your stream that you're doing uh, maybe to Twitch or something like that is causing you to have a lot of latency and desync issues. So they said, if you're going to be streaming or recording, um, you know, this will help. They says it'll be a huge help to help pinpoint problems. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, th- th- always looking for that stuff. Um, some stuff about steam avatars. Uh, players will now correctly be awarded credit for kills when their victim is finished off uh, by indirect damage, such as gas fall. So for example, this is common in battlegrounds. Uh, somebody, if you're in the, if you're in the gas, uh, somebody's behind you in the gas, they shoot and kill you. And then they die in the gas. H1Z1 wasn't properly uh, crediting you points for those kills. So now that, yeah. now that they're going to credit those um, medkits, they would no- cre- credit the gas for the kill rather than you, even though the gas maybe have just been the last point the of damage, last point of damage. Exactly. Which, which, which could be an issue. And it's, it's a kind of an obscure thing that doesn't always happen, but it can happen fairly regularly in a game like this. Uh, med kits are no longer consumed when they don't actually, uh, when they do not actually begin a heal over time. Uh, this occurs when a med kit is applied, when another med kit healing effect is already active. So, this is, an, again, another thing. Battlegrounds H1Z1 has this. There was always a time period to wait. Like, don't, you never put three med kits on at the same time. You put one on, you let it heal up all the way, then you put the next one on. Previously, it would allow you to put a med kit on, then put another one on, then put another one on. You'd pretty much be losing the effect of the first two by the, by the last one. So now it will only let you put the second med kit on once the first one has stopped healing you, which, which is helping the player out. But I guess it you know, play the game enough, you know. You have to wait between uh, medkit before you put multiple medkits on because it doesn't do any good. Um, it doesn't cascade. It's just it pretty much wastes them. Uh, again, fixed an issue. Uh, we're firing at the same time and as a reload is triggered because caused some ammo counts to be incorrect. Um, and just pretty much a couple of other uh, fixes, random there things. We need bandages to, and other medical key bindings to medical one and medical two. Yeah. Um, important things like that. Yeah, it's just just general purpose game things. And of course, this is H1Z1 King of the Kill with that. Um, 
I have had. I didn't see any real news with uh, with just survive this week. And it's interesting. I have had really no um, no motive. I guess motivation. I guess would be the word. I've had no motivation to go in and play H one Z one King of the Kill um, in in quite a while. I just really yeah. have not. I just have had, had absolutely no motivation. I haven't seen really anybody in our group even playing it. I mean, the occasionally I'll see uh, Ross fires it up. Uh, Barbie will fire it up from time to time, but I really don't see anybody else playing it in our in our Discord group or anybody I'm friends with on Steam really. Um, so that's that's it. Yeah, that's it. But but again, we'll, we'll we'll cover it at the end of the show. People are still playing, so uh, you know yep. it, it is what it is with that. But uh, you know, of course, we're waiting on. The Just Survive updates we're still uh, waiting on to see. You know, are they going to release the other parts of the map in alpha or in this test server mode? Are they just going to push the whole thing live? You know, what are they going to do with all of that? So uh, it's kind of yeah. a, kind of in a holding pattern with H one Z one. I just after yeah, I don't, they'd have to majorly change some things to really. I just get frustrated, and I think that the issue is is we had Battlegrounds come out. Yeah, the, th- the game looks a lot better. You know, it feels more rewarding when you shoot somebody and you feel like it's actually a skill kill rather than I can't quite see, can't quite see that person. And I'm just have my dot on and I'm firing and why isn't it hitting them? Like, it's just they're very incredibly frustrating to play after you played a bunch of, of battlegrounds to go turn around and try to play H1Z1. Um, so I think that they're going to have to change some things up to really get me to want to play because it just doesn't feel as good anymore. Well, and I think that's, that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's the problem, Brian. It's just, it's when in, we bring me back six months, you would say you want to play a kind of a shoot 'em up arcade style hunger games thing. You're going to either play a a player unknown mod on Arma two or Arma three, or you're going to be playing H one Z one. Now that we've got battlegrounds, which, for all intents and purposes, is absolutely destroying H1Z1 in terms of players. It's just a better game. I mean, that's what it comes down to. It's just a yeah. much better game. The mechanics are better. The game looks a whole hell of a lot better. The It's nothing against Daybreak. It's nothing against H1Z1. It's just a better game. It's just it, it's just the way it yeah. is. It's it's straight from the source. They get stuff done quick. It's just they're it's just a better game. I mean, I I've I've talked about it for years now it feels like but you know the engine that they're developing on now with with uh battlegrounds is so much more capable and they can get so much more done with minimal you know much so much less effort in in unreal engine than they can in the in daybreaks engine with with the engine that they're using for h1z1 for them to do small things that's why we see you know and someone who's making a comment chat one of the the big things in their update. Oh, we renamed this to medical one and medical two. Like for them to make major changes takes a lot of effort and a lot of time in the engine they're in right now. They don't just say, Hey, I want to take advantage of this cool feature with lighting or whatever it is with daybreak. They have to code it in from hand unless they've made it. It doesn't exist. Um, Where you take a game like battlegrounds, there are possibly things in the engine. They're not taking advantage of. Yep. You know, the, all they have to do is say, hey, let's implement this. And they, there's a whole another huge company. I mean, you've got Epic, which is a big company, sitting there and just fine-tuning on a daily basis an engine. 
And all you're doing is having to take advantage of all those things uh, where daybreak, I don't think they're daily improving their, their engine. I don't think they're working on forge light on a daily basis to improve it. They may be trying to tweak it, to make it work, to do certain things, but they're not like, Hey, let's figure out how we can get better volumetric lighting. Let's figure out how we can get better physics in the game. Let's figure that that's not what they're working on on a daily basis, but you know what? that's why it doesn't work. I mean, that's why they're never going to be able to catch up if they don't. I mean, just I, they won't be able to. I mean, I'm not saying, I'm not going to go into the hole. They need to change their engine far too late. Oh, yeah, next game, the, yep. the next game, they will they have learned their lesson? No, I think they're still going to put it on this engine. And that's, that's the point where you just you say, all right, I'll wash my hands of you. Let's move on. Yeah, and pretty much what it comes down to. Yeah, I mean, there's there's no um, there's just no way around it. It's it is clear that the the people it, it's not even clear. It's clear that Americans, and this is nothing. This is not a slight against anybody else, but H one Z one. The majority of the people playing that game are playing uh, with with Chinese uh, keys or using something using the Chinese version of Steam or whatever. They're they're registering as players from China. A majority of players yeah. are playing in China, and it's just a different way that they game in China than they do in across most of the other parts of the world. And it's clear that the um, at least more of the Western world uh, of gamers have chosen battlegrounds. I mean, Brian, I'm seeing people like it or hate them. I'm I'm seeing I'm going on YouTube and I, I'm I'm seeing videos of people playing this game that aren't even into video games. I saw somebody yeah. sent me a link to a Phil. Uh, people know who Philip DeFranco is, a very popular YouTuber. Somebody sent me a video where he was talking about playing Battlegrounds. This guy doesn't talk yeah. about video games. Why is he talking about Player Unknown's Battlegrounds? It makes no sense. But the game is just it's, so it's freaking le- good. It's permeated from the gamers, which are us. Yeah. Right. The podcasters. Because the, the internet, the the the, uh, <laughs> the internet is full of uh, it's it's full of niches. Right? Niches, yes. Yes. So th- there's a lot of different areas and like survival video games or even the battle royale is are those are niches of the video game market. But you know what this is this is permeating and is is kind of getting to that point to where it's getting more and more like Call of Duty which is not a niche. I mean that's a major portion of the video game market are those type of games. Well this one is getting from to where when you go into a house of some, you know, there's a 15 year old kid there, or maybe going to a house that's someone who doesn't play video games on a regular basis, but they, you know, have a couple games. It's getting to the point where they will know what Battlegrounds is, which yeah. is a really tough thing to do. Absolutely. It's hard to get to where you're that household name. Call of, of Duty. Yeah. Oh, oh, I play Call of Duty. Everybody, everybody. That's what, but but that's seriously, what, that's what people say. Yeah, everybody it, plays Call it, of Duty. It, I mean, it's going to be there. I mean, there is still a ways to go for that, but that's the that's where they're trying to approach to where you become like a Call of Duty to where, uh, hey, I've got that game. Hey, do you, you know, and people just sit around your friends who don't aren't gamers. Like I'm a gamer. You sit around and, and you have a circle of people that you know that aren't gamers, and they're sitting there talking about Call of Duty. Absolutely. I mean, mean, that's that's where the goal you could ask either of my parents. You could show them a trailer because I mean, this is the thing. This, you know, why people know what Call of Duty is and have played it because they have real advertising on television near. I mean, we're coming up towards COD season. There's going to be these stupid World War Two commercials on TV and people are going to say, what the hell's that? And then it's going to say Call of Duty, World War Two, whatever they're calling it. 
Yeah, well, that's and they what make they, do. they make yeah. the videos very much like a movie to yes. where people are like, "Oh, that looks cool." You know, with us, we see real. We're like, "That's not the actual game." <laughs> of course, and we understand not. that. <laughs> you know, but that with their they're they're doing it right to where they're like, "Hey, look at this game!" Like, this plane's flying in, and oh, that looks like that looks like a movie I'd go see in the theater. Oh, that's a cool game, and they remember it. Um, none of these other games, uh, Warcraft, but they released, you know, they released a whole movie about it. Yeah. They would make those cutscenes like that. Um, but, you know, that's how you, it, and we'll see if, if that's where they can get to, if they can get the budget for this, which they have it, if they go there to start making. And I think the thing is, he's probably a little too honest or he's not going to make cutscenes that are so unrealistic like no. that. Um, and so he may never get to that point, but, I mean, if you want, you know, that's kind of the next step. And I'm sure they're trying to figure out how can we make really cool trailers that show the game without, you know, lying incredibly to try to sell the game like Call of Duty does or, you know, with Battleground or with um, Battlefield to where it's pretty much here's all the cutscenes from the, the from the game. We're not going to show you a single minute of gameplay, but look how great this game is. Is oh, yeah. pretty much comes down to. So we'll see. Yeah, I, I, mean, I just think he's I think they're slowly approaching that status. I just got a private message from somebody who sent me a link. Um, there's a very popular vlogger by the name of Roman Atwood, and there's they somebody just sent me a video of him and his kids playing Battlegrounds. It's it yeah. is completely. I, I don't know. If, I don't know if he's uh, plays video games all the time, but it's just like there are regular uh, regular people. Folks. I have to say this all the time. This is not yeah. regular. This if you're watching this podcast, you're probably not. Regular. We're sitting in a room talking about video games for <laughs> to up to other, two hours on a weekly other basis. <laughs> we are not normal to people that that aren't in the room with us. Yeah, yes, it's it, this whole thing is very. But, but you know, this, all, people. All, we often have to remind. I, I shouldn't say this. I often have to remind people that this is not the majority of people. A majority of people do not play video games. A majority of people do not even at this point in time don't even own computers. They literally use iPads. And cell and, and yeah. cell phones as their computer, you know this whole thing is very bizarre. And when you've got people that are and you know the YouTubers, they're they're exposed to it, but there are just regular people that aren't known for gaming that are playing Battlegrounds. You're not playing Battlegrounds on a on a Toshiba laptop or or a, yeah. uh, some HP laptop that you buy at Staples. You need a gaming computer to do that. That just doesn't happen. Yep. So these, I mean, it's it, it's more than just Oh, I have Battlegrounds. Um, you know, you need to have a gaming computer. You're spending probably eight hundred to a thousand dollars minimum on a computer to play Battlegrounds, yeah, and yeah, and you have to have the knowledge of building a computer, buying it, and setting up. Brian, let's talk about this really quick. Um, it's ki- kind of a kind of a weird show today. Um, you had an issue with Seven Days to Die, and I, I want you to tell people of the, the problem you had previous to the game, and because often I say. You got to understand, PC. Yeah. PC sucks. Like, there yeah. are so many problems with PC that don't exist on consoles, and I people always rag on me about it, call me uh, uh, a console fanboy. What was your problem this week, Brian? So I, so I went to go launch because you know uh, I I'm the one who start, runs the server for the game, and so I was like, okay, I got to launch and test out Seven Days to Die to make sure that the server came up correctly and everything works. And so I go to launch it. And it just, it pops up, it just throws an error message just saying, cannot run seven days to die. And I tried, ver- okay, so you go through the normal steps that you do on PC, verify the game files, ran through there, nothing's nothing's wrong. 
Uh, all right, so I totally remove it and do a fresh install. Still, there's an issue with it. And so it was just, it's those steps that you have to go through in this. And this is what drives away your average consumer. Absolutely. Is, okay, well, what about when it when I, I can't just put the disc in there and say play and then, oh, okay, it maybe has to download an update, but it's going to play. Um, I ran into the same thing with Steam. I've been running it. We, we've been playing some CSGO this yes. week. Yes. Holy crap. And exactly the same thing. It keeps kicking me out and it gives me a vac error. And it's like, well, why does it give me a vac error? Well, here's the possibilities. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you're running sea cleaner. Maybe you're running PowerShell in the background. Maybe. And it's like, well, okay, well, none of these things are running right now. Well, you need to verify the game files. Okay. Now you need to repair. And now my steam doesn't even work anymore because I, re- I did a, had it verify the steam files, you know, the service. And it's just like, you know, this, this is why people prefer consoles because most people, when this happens, I mean, I've, I was a computer consultant for over 12. I mean, I've been doing network administration or whatever it is for over 17 years now. Right. This is long, almost and as so, long as I've been alive. <laughs> yes. And so, and so if, if, if with me, it frustrates me and I'm like, I got to figure this out because I'll, I'll, work it through to the end. Like I'll say, I got to figure this out and fix this problem. But you know what? Your average person will not. They'll be like, it didn't work. I'm going to uninstall it and it's gone. And I haven't, and that's, that's kind of the secret. You know, if you're going to get people doing this, either do it on console or make a game that doesn't do that sort of stuff. And you're constantly having to try to fix it. Cause those people will be like, um, it didn't work. And so they uninstalled it and, <laughs> or and, didn't work. And so they never played again. And PH saying it's an idiot filter. I mean, that's just, that's just, that's just your typical stupid pc response to this that's just not a valid i mean this is but this is the key problem i have with people trying to get into pc gaming you have to invest twice the price of a console to get into the pc market and then you have and then you have problems up the wazoo like it it's not like oh i'm investing twice the money i'm going to get a two times better experience it's you have to invest now and again i'm not saying you should be playing games on console because it it's I'm per, I, I'm personally I play there, PC there are games all things the time. that you get out of playing a game on PC absolutely that are better you can get better graphics you can get better you know just there are things that are better absolutely. that can be better but you that comes hand in hand with the problem. I'm just trying to remind everybody that when you go on here and you when we talk about you know console versus PC console you have just trying to remember because most of these people that most of the people that are watch this show I think listen to this show are more into PC gaming. I mean, you were into H1Z1 at some point. H1Z1 is a PC-only game. So I'm just trying to remind people that there, there are these problems when you when, when you see this argument of why, when you may say, oh, I don't want ARC going on PC. I don't want ARC going on console. I don't want seven days going on console. You do have to remember that there are so many, so many different issues that you that just arise on PC that just don't exist on the console scene. It's it's a huge turnoff. And most people when they go to when they go to Best Buy or wherever to go buy their computer, they don't realize that there's a difference between the video cards. Like they'll go <laughs> they don't have and video oh, cards has a, at Best Buy. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like they they don't realize that the computer they're getting has a built-in video card. Well, games, you know, don't run on my computer quite right. Well, they don't understand that, oh, I have to go buy a whole new part and I have to try to figure out how to put it in, or I can pay someone a hundred dollars or something at Best Buy to go plug in a stupid PCIe express card, you know, card. I mean, it's just, there's that whole barrier to entry, um, that, that people don't have to deal with. And 
the thing is a lot of people don't realize they the reason that PC games can be better is because they're kind of maintain, maintaining a plateau of performance on a console for a certain period of time. Like mm-hmm. they'll try to tweak it and get it better, but they're taking that same hardware. I mean, imagine how long the Xbox 360 lasted. That was a long time that that console remained relevant. Yep. And they, because, but you know what? Like that, they, at the beginning, like they're putting, okay, the latest technology in it. And then it just goes and goes and goes. And then PCs pass it. And then, you know, PCs are better for a while, but then they'll release another one that's really, really good for what it is. And then it goes for a while. So it's just, it's a constant battling thing to where, People don't want to go and buy another computer every three or four years. Yeah. But they may go buy a console every three or four years. Yeah. I mean, I'm getting to the point. Um, at the, So let's see. We've been doing this show for two and a half years. I got this show. I, excuse me. I got this. I've, this computer is probably about two years old. Um, and I'm at the point where I'm now pricing out an, uh, some type of a, probably just a video card upgrade. Um but you know, it, 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 but and 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 lady uh, in the chat says you get yourself a decent PC, and then a year later you find a game you really like, but it won't run on your gear, and it costs you a fortune upgrade. Yep. That is a legitimate problem. And again, I'm just it's it's just it's just a, it's just issues with stuff. It's just not the easiest experience for somebody because this is my thing. I want people to be able to join easily join the PC community because it's in my opinion it's a much superior uh, gaming. Uh, it's just better experience. playing games on PC. It's just a better experience, hundred percent. But then you get to the point where, like, now I'm like, oh, if I want to, if I want to upgrade my RAM, that's going to be like, you know, beyond what I have now, that's like five hundred bucks. <laughs> you know, if I want to yeah. get a really good video card, um, you know, that's an easy five hundred bucks that you can, if you want to get the latest video card. You know, like, well, and, and the average person says, well, I could go get a a new Xbox or a new PlayStation for that, and it would have everything that I need. You know, so it's kind of a tough thing when the video card costs five hundred dollars and the gaming console costs five hundred dollars. Eh, which one should I do? I know this one will work. Stay away. You mentioned a four hundred dollar PC that you could play video games on. Within a year of that being out, there would be new games that would be out that would be unplayable on that computer. I mean, that's just and that's you can't play any of those on. Uh, yeah, a year from now, you will not be able to play any of those on yeah. on Ultra, which is what people are like. Oh, I can't play it on that. And again, typical, typical, just my conversation getting completely blown out of uh, what I said. Um, but, but there you go. I mean, it's you either spe- you either invest and get something that lasts a while, or you buy cheap and then you end up you're constantly spending the same oh, amount. You're to get back. Like, oh, I t- yeah. you're spending more in the long run. It's just <laughs> absolutely. It's like payment. Yeah. Yes. And so. you never quite have a great computer. Exactly. Exactly. So I thought I just think it's interesting. So there you go. All right, very good. So do we want to uh, do go on to the next thing or we want to do the giveaway? Okay, here we go. So congratulations. It's Ihana Mile, Mayas. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I can only read it. I can't know exactly what their pronunciation <laughs> is, but I will assume it's Ihana Mies, Mies something. Not, congratulations. Not, I will send you. It says not uh, a follower. You should fo- probably follow the channel. Yeah, it, it, since since we're giving you free games, I encourage you to follow the channel. Um, yes. It's free; it doesn't cost you a single thing to do it. So, there you go. Um, Thank you very much. I'll send you a message in uh, inside of Twitch here, and it should show up. Check yes. your other messages. Yes, of course. Uh, so again, thank you for that, and uh, enjoy. It's Mikhail. He's a friend of ours, so I oh. actually know who he is. So, 
then it's there. You have no excuse for not following the channel. There you go. So, there we go. He just followed the channel. Perfect. Yeah. I love it. We have to ask for it. Every, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So, um, Conan Exiles had an update. Um, they're continuing on their their trend to do something. Um, we talked about a couple. Maybe it was last week, the week before. There's some changes to the map, and so on and so forth. Um, a couple of patch notes with it. This was a hot fix. Uh, fixed an issue with the max ping allowed. Doesn't they don't reference what that is, but obviously something with the ping allowing. Um, you can no longer. So it's, it's probably it's probably the the amount that it will let you get up to as far as your ping. That's what I would assume. You. Yeah, so it's probably like if it, let's say they say you can have a 200 millisecond ping. Yeah. Before it kicks you, that so they're adjusting that. Did they say they raised it or lowered? That's it said. It's just it's fixed an issue. It doesn't say what it, it. I I have no idea what the problem was. It just fixed an issue with max ping allowed. So who knows? Um, you can no longer uh, build when climbing. Huge issue. You're climbing up the side of something and you're building stuff. That that could be a problem. Um, you can now enter third person when climbing. Uh, several server optimization related uh, to placeables and buildings. And uh, fixed a case where the avatar defense dome would disappear on server restart. So, quick little hot fix from uh, the folks over at uh, Conan Exiles, continuing to, um, continuing to to build up and yeah, you know, try to. Well, and that, and that big that change that I talked about last week of them upgrading the engine that probably took a lot of their resources, and you kind of have to put everything on hold for a little bit when you do that because. People that would usually be implementing new features and improving the game are then having to make it compatible with the most recent version. So yeah, there's probably a little bit of a, there will be, and this one is a smaller one, but they're most likely from doing something like that. There's a period of time where you don't see the progress because people were unable to work on things while that process is happening. Like you can't go and write code or, or make blueprints for, um, stuff that isn't even there yet it's like not even on the new version so we may have, you know there could be a couple week lag period um while they're getting maybe things they have been working on in the new version or they're just starting fresh making something new in the new unreal version that they are on now so that's just a little bit of how it works with the developers um you know they just can't it's it's really hard to explain hopefully <laughs> what i'm trying to say came across but yeah, you know, there, there's just a period where once they get to the current version, it's like saying, I'm going to install, uh, you know, a Windows 10 program on my computer, but I'm running Windows 8. Well, you can't even start the install until you get to Windows 10. So they're on Windows 10, you can install the Windows 10 program. Does that make sense? That's average everyday person terms. Yeah, fantastic job, Brian. The, 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 I'm going to start calling you the describer. You can describe the scenario. The describer. Um, I, I want to give a quick shout out. Uh, for for our next topic, I want to thank um, our toss bag on Twitter, who tweeted us a, a a game to check out earlier this week. This game was not on my radar. It's a Kickstarter project. Um, it's this a- one was actually on my radar just okay. because. Of, gotcha. Uh, Nisco actually sent me a message. So Brian was oh, checking it out. I had never heard of it, um, but this is a game by the name of Dead Matter. It's available on Kickstarter. Um, their goal was $47,000, um, and they are now at $93,000 with 22 days left to go. Just read you the description of this game really quick. Dead Matter, excuse, Dead Matter is the name of this game. Dead Matter is a true sandbox survival horror. Players will fight to survive in a zombie pack post-apocalyptic world that fosters whichever playstyle fits you best. Settle down and defend your home from outside threats 
with an expansive crafting and barricading system. Cultivate and live off the land or branch out, explore, and scavenge whatever vehicles, weapons, and food you may find in the zombie-plagued Alberta, alone or with your friends. And there, this was originally re- as, released as a mod for Crisis 2 back in 2013, but now some of those mod developers have taken that mod for Crisis 2 and are now essentially turning this into a full-fledged game. Um, it looks pretty interesting, Brian. Obviously, obviously you, since yep. you've already heard about this before, do you have any um, any opinions on it? Okay, so first thing that I'm not sure about, uh, that they don't really explain in here that I guess maybe this is this could be helping them because people are assuming, and you know what assuming does. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, as they say multiplayer, they don't say anywhere that this is going to be 100 players on a map they say play with your friends yeah this could be a four-player co-op game forest this could be an eight-player co-op game it was made for the for crisis originally it was on crisis engine it looks like this one is on unreal from everything i've seen um but we don't know that it's going to be a large multiplayer you know hosted type of a game yeah um and so this could be that this is actually a game that is you're you against the environment and you and your friends may be against the environment. Um, it, it usually you would say, you know, we're hoping to have this many players and the fact that they just said multiplayer and that you can possibly play with your friends makes me wonder, is this going to be a kind of a co-op game or is this going to be one where you actually play like, you know, just survive or something like that with a large amount of players. And so I, 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 didn't see anywhere where it really talked about that. Maybe I just didn't catch it, but from everything that I saw on the, on the Kickstarter and I kickstarted it. I mean, this is the kind of game that would be fun, but um, I didn't see anywhere where it actually said the number of players that they're hoping to have. So that's, that's kind of my concern. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I mean, you know, I agree with you. I, so, so we'll see. I mean, this is something that it could be fun. I mean, just like some of these other games are, are fun with, with however many players, but I think some people are making assumptions of what the game is going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it may not end up being that it may not be a, a you know, just survive killer. Yeah. Uh, and, it, you know, it could be just one that we play as a group and we can get, you know, maybe up to eight people on it. Yeah, I, there's it, no hint at it. Based on the verbiage here, again, assuming it does kind of if if you had to pick a game like the forest or h1z1 i think this leans more towards a game like the forest which is a limited player set limited player count a little more personable with with people you want to play with mm-hmm. on the flip side h1z1 where you're just running around but how many people, people are around. buying this game thinking that it's going to be a i just i think oh i'm sure a, a bunch in, because that's how this works people see games on I said, the this computer. is kind of marketing yeah this could be a good mistake in their favor that most of these people are buying it thinking that it's going to be that game. But if it's not, you know, I mean, what, how are people going to respond six months from now when they get a game that says, okay, you know, here, do you want to play with four of your steam friends? Here we go. Let's play. Exactly. Um, I just, I'm, I'm kind of surprised they didn't put it in there and you know, maybe if it is only eight players and they didn't put it in there, then maybe they did that on purpose to kind of, you know, not drive away those people. Yeah. Um, so it, it looks it looks interesting. Um, I, you know, they've they've reached a couple of their, um, 
map expansion stretch, stretch goals. goals. Um, they talk about you know planes and and trains and stuff like that. Um, so it, it looks interesting. Uh, it kind of gives me a little bit of a vibe of the the Tom Clancy game that we played. Um, the name is escaping me right now. Um, but that the the Tom Clancy game that that you purchased and we played for a while. Um, oh, um, you're talking about. Uh, yes. I can't remember now either. You, but the, I know the, what you're talking about. But the Tom Clancy game, it's got that the division. Is the that division. The one you're talking yes, about? It's, it's got some similar yeah. look to the division with the you know the barricades up with the police lights around it and kind of this you know massive city that's kind of empty. It's kind of got a little bit of a division vibe. Um, so so PH is confirming that the devs said sixty plus, even though they don't put it in there. Okay. Well, that's um, interesting. And so, so they are, I'm just surprised they didn't mention that. Like when you say multiplayer, that can mean a multi. That's an MMO. Thing. At 60 players, that's an, <laughs> that's an MMO. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the thing is, is if you just say multiplayer, that could be four players. Because when it says you and your friends, I'm just surprised they didn't say, hey, you know, we're aiming for 60 plus players because that makes a whole nother dynamic for the game. So uh, what we're going to do is uh, we'll keep this on our radar. Um, hopefully, I should say maybe maybe we can reach out to the dev team here and maybe get an interview get or an something. Interview. Yeah. yeah, we are. We're going to be looking to do some of that stuff. So maybe we'll send it. We'll reach out here and uh, try to try to get an an interview with uh, the developers here and just kind of figure out what uh you know what's what's going. And some on. people are chatting saying they have connection to the developers. Perfect. Um, well, then uh, so if, you know we how can to maybe reach out and. You know how to get in touch with us, so definitely uh, let us know. We'd uh, we'd love to we'd love to talk to them on the on the show. So, thank you for uh, thanks for again and and anybody that is listening to this show live on a podcast. If you come across a game that you see, tweet it to us at InfectionCast. It goes to Brian. It goes to me. Or email us contact at infectionpodcast.com because it goes to Brian and it goes to myself. Uh, when you send Brian something to look at, he only sees it when you send something to me to look at. I'm the one that only sees it. So. Um, definitely good to, to, to send it so that we could both have access to that. So at InfectionCast or contact at InfectionPodcast.com. And we appreciate it. Yeah. And then there was another game that um, was kind of put on our radar as well. It was just released here four days ago. Uh, mm-hmm. But this is Next Day Survival. It's, yeah. I mean, it's very cheap, so it's not like a high-end game. But it kind of matches the genre that we talk about. It's an early access open world survival multiplayer game, um, and so it's you know this might be one that you would be interested in as well. It is so it's one a real thing that trailer. I, I always so yeah, this is one where it's actually and I understand why they would do this, but this is a, a an actual video trailer mm-hmm. to kind of get the feeling of the game um, across, and it's a uh, yeah, it's a. It lo- it looks the game looks good. I mean, for what it is, uh, especially right now, it's twenty five percent off. It's seven dollars and ninety or forty nine cents. So if you're interested in trying that out, the game is pretty cheap to be able to get. Um, it's only been out for four days, so so far it's got mostly positive. Uh, you know, eight hundred thirty seven reviews, mostly positive. That's a good sign. Yeah. So I would encourage you. You know, maybe it's one that you would enjoy. Try it out. Uh, it's a good way to support, you know, I like to encourage and, and support these small developers because this could be their first game. And if this is their first game, you know, it looks good. I mean, you know, they, it's, it's tough to make a video game. And so um, give them a little bit of support. And especially if it's, if it's a fun game to play, yeah. you may not play it for you know, the next two years all the time, but uh, you know, it's good to support these kind of 
companies are that are putting out a, a nice fun game to play and a couple of them thing in here they i like this on their steam page they have a list of main features which i think is really cool it says several additional game modes single player multiplayer pve it's a big open world interactions and shootouts with npcs which is interesting something that's not you know games have npc interaction kind of but a shootout with an npc actually having like serious in-game stuff going on with an npc isn't all that common uh, systems of uh, factions and character reputations, a skill system, different types of transportation, a story and a quest line. Brian, of course, um, you know as 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 you know you like that stuff. Um, so it, it looks interesting. Well, for sure. So I would say, uh, cool. I would say check it out. Yeah, I mean, I just figured it was worth it worth a mention. And at that price, you know, if you don't if you don't really play it that much, I mean, it's you know not too much loss. It's not a sixty dollar game. Yeah, so. definitely not. So check it out very good all right in the forest they came out with an update which they don't put out a ton of updates but um they put one out on july 20th as well and uh this one had a lot of fixes but um mainly i wanted to just go through a couple of them um they did they're finishing up their caves which is uh you know, they're really pushing towards this final release on the forest uh, and it's going to have supposedly a really cool kind of wrap up to the whole story. Um, I mean, I, I'll, I'll give away a spoiler for the first two minutes of the game. Uh, you're on an airplane with your son. Uh, there's turbulence and it goes down. Not a good game to play right before you go on a long plane ride, possibly. But you crash into a forest. And uh, when you when you come to, um, there is some sort of a tribe, uh, tribe native from the wherever you're at that has taken your son and they've taken him away. And so your kind of beginning premise is to try to figure out where your son is. And, you know, that's the story that you're working through. So um, they said that this patch added a first pass of achievements. So that's 45 achievements so far. Uh, and so they all should be unlockable currently in single player. However, a couple may not be fully activated in a multiplayer game just yet. Um, and then the last patch, they introduced a camcorder uh, that has now has six VHS tapes that you can find in the world, and they can you can use these tapes to watch and learn about what might have happened before you crash landed. So you're learning about the history. It's not an island, but history of the forest that you're in. Um, the crane building now has a new rope added to its base, and you can use this rope to bring the platform either up or down. Um, the new machete can be upgraded like other weapons and also has been balanced to be more powerful against small bushes. And you can even chop down trees, although it's not the best tool for the job. Um, yeah. So that's, that's the main things that they fixed on this. Uh, but it, this is a really fun game in small groups. And I really hope they continue to work on the, the server part of it, because if we could throw this up on a server and get 15 people in it, we would have a blast. Um, when we tried to put, just hosting on one of our personal con connections. I think we got to about six people, if I remember correctly, and it started really struggling. So um, not really a game that works well for our large group, but if they can get that figured out, this would be a game that we haven't really experienced that much of yet. That would be a lot of fun with, with a group of 10 or 15 people. And as a really cool, one thing that really drew us to it was the building system. You pretty much can say, we want to build something that looks like this here, puts a ghost of that item, and then people can bring individually, start bringing the materials to build that. And it starts to kind of be built over time as each of those pieces of material are put on, you know, into that object. So kind of a unique thing with that. But uh, 
they said like for instance there's a cave polish pass for cave 10 so there's at least 10 caves uh in the forest so there's there's a lot of stuff that we haven't explored yet so hopefully we do take a, a trip back on this and and then be able to play this in a in a multiplayer setting that makes sense because <laughs> i i don't really want to run this on my personal computer and having you know having a horrible experience when we could throw it on a server and really enjoy it and keep playing for more than the time because that's the issue is people log off whoever's hosting the server logs off and everyone else has to stop playing at that moment so it's kind of one of those tough ones to do yes when you have a large group that especially in different time zones like we are yep so uh yeah it's you know i think it had a lot of um it, it, I think it had a lot. It had a lot of potential, but I think a lot of that, I think some of that has dropped off based on it's just it's a it's and I think they're they're going to they're eventually going to add custom if they haven't already added custom hosted servers. They're they're in the process yeah. of adding that. But I mean they've just, they've been making it better, but they've it should have been their day one. Like that's the thing is they 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 created it literally as it, it's it was the game essentially single player. I mean Brian and I tried to play yeah. it a couple of times and we just couldn't get together to play it. Is that Brian's like, I'm like, oh, I'm free. Brian's like, oh, I'm I'm busy. And next time Brian says, oh, I'm free. I'm like, oh, I'm, I've I mean, got it's built on Unity, so it's capable of it. That's Absolutely. the issue is it is capable. Um, there's plenty of online games that use Unity. So, you know, I don't I don't know what their. I don't know what their what their holdup is other than maybe they made it so much of the things not with with the multiplayer in mind. Or they just don't have, you know, they need to hire on someone who knows how to code and, you know, make the network code for it. They Something, I think that they would really open the game up to a lot more people if they did get that implemented. There you go. So, so all right. So let's just go ahead and jump into We Happy Few. Um, mainly, I just wanted to point out, we have a link to this, which is their weekly journal update. And it's the August update is approaching. So this is the 21st. So this came out three days ago. Uh, but they had some interesting, for people that are into game development, they have um, a video in this that talks about the rigging process and how they rig things. And people who don't know what rigging is, uh, let's say you have a character in the game and you want them to be able to walk, you want them to be able to move their arms. You have to pretty much rig in the bones of that character so that even down to the fingers, if you want a character bending their fingers, you have to rig those fingers into there, uh, put the bones of the fingers in. And then that allows you to animate the the character. Well, um, even something as small as they show in here, and as an example, a little perfume bottle, where it has, um, you know, kind of a, a thing that you press, a balloon type of thing you press, and it sprays out the perfume. To make that something that you can press and it shows right, they have to animate it. So all the way down to that detail, um, he's just showing how they animate things. And it's kind of an interesting inside look at some of the development process uh, in this one and you know they're still working on the game it, it it's going to be interesting because it's, it's actually coming up pretty quick that their uh their release is so um i'm i have this game i'm really looking forward to it but because there's a lot of quest and story to it i'm waiting till release um because i don't want to sort around and lose interest in that one to actually play through the game because it is one of those that looks like it's going to have a nice story and quest line that you can follow all the way through and it's not a big multiplayer game this is a single player game so yes. anyways, um, not, I'm not going into the specifics of that, but I would encourage you 
you know, check out that video. It is an interesting video and it's called animation rigging process. Yes. Um, all right. Well, it's a little, we're going to do a little bit shorter of a show tonight. Um, I still have more stuff to, to accomplish here. Um, so we do have, um, got anything before I jump into current players, Brian, or anything else to know? Well, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and do, uh, the next game giveaway here. Okay. Um, what about game of the week? What are we thinking for game of the week? So we'll do miscreated. Okay, actually. perfect. Um, we have we haven't done uh, miscreated in a while, and so I figured that would be that would be a good one to do. Hopefully, so, I can make it. Yeah, uh, that'd be fun. And so this will be Friday at nine o'clock Eastern. Yep. Uh, we'll pick a server at that time. We'll all go in, and it's I don't know that we'll re- they haven't really reworked the uh, base building yet. Um, so I don't know that we'll be like, Hey, let's go make bases or Probably anything, not. but Probably it's a fun a game to run around, drive around. <laughs> we'll, we'll go. Yeah. We'll live in a bus and, uh, we'll drive around, <laughs> we'll drive around the map and just have fun. So, um, this created, I encourage you to join us, uh, make sure you're in our discord and we will jump into a channel and all get in, in the same server and have some fun. It's a beautiful game, great environment, uh, and a lot of fun to play with friends. So there you go. All right. So. Uh, let me go and open up this next raffle. And this will be once again, a 30 point raffle exclamation point giveaway. And you can be entered into it. And I'm going to be giving away a copy of devil may cry and uh, DMC devil may cry. And so I will put a link to um, into this so you can see uh, the page for it, but it is a, uh, I don't know. It's got, kind of a weird game i never i have it but i've never played it it's, it's an action hack and slash great soundtrack soundtrack gore game but if you look at the uh, the ratings recently overwhelmingly positive and then overall very positive so that's usually a good sign um that it is a uh, a very good game so uh I, it's right now it's usually 30 dollars so we're giving away a 30 dollar game for free all you have to do is type exclamation point giveaway in chat and uh, got 17 friends who already own it, uh, people that recommend it that are my friends. So if you don't have it already, have exclamation point giveaway, and uh, we'll give it away right before the end of the show. Yes, and of course, as always, you can support our show. Uh, we have a couple of different ways to do that. Infectionpodcast.com forward slash support. You can uh, bookmark our Amazon affiliate links so that when you buy stuff on Amazon, it throws us, uh, throws us uh, some affiliate money on that. Uh, the whole but we've got like seven or eight different countries listed on there. So you go there, you just bookmark it, and then you can, uh, when you use Amazon, click the click that link. Also, you can go to uh, on the website infectionpodcast.com forward slash support. We've got a PayPal link. If you want to do a d- direct contribution, uh, just a regular PayPal donation, you can do that. Or the new way that everybody seems to be uh, doing it is the Humble Bundle partnership program, which is really cool. Um, if you buy a game on Humble Bundle, it helps support us as well. And then also from the store from a humble bundle itself all of it uh supports us so if you're going to buy a game it's on steam it's also on humble bundle maybe you pick it up on humble bundle use our code uh, and it helps us out so a couple of different ways that you can help support the show and as always we appreciate that Alrighty, brian i've got uh got current players uh coming up here so a couple a little bit of a a limited set of games this week a limited set of numbers let's jump into h1z1 king of the kill currently playing this 37,416 the 25 peak 137,036 and the 70 peak 140,543 again you can crap on the game you can say it's bad you know people are still playing it people are still playing the game 
So there's H1Z1 King of the Kill. Arc Survival Evolved. Currently playing this 34,759. The 24-hour peak, 51,619. And the 70 peak, 58,994. Seven days to die. People are still playing this game. People are loving this new patch. Currently playing at 16,834. The 24-hour peak, 22,086. And the 70 peak, 28,826. Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Currently playing this, 165,164. The 24-hour peak, 364,760. And the 70 peak, 422,618, Brian. That is up almost... Inching towards inching towards half a million. That is up almost 40,000 players from the previous week. Actually, it is up. It's up 40,000 players from the previous week. Last week, it was it was right around 480,000 last week. So, so it should be half a million in about two weeks. Right? If this if this numbers are if these numbers it, make it, sense, it uh, keeps up. See, I said they I said they'd be about four hundred thousand in August. They probably will pass half a million in August. But what I mean, when does this stop? This this can't just continue to go on. I mean, it's there's where's the bottleneck? Six fifty. Yeah. Can they I mean, even make it to five hundred? Where it plateaus. Yeah, I mean, can they make it to five hundred thousand? I think they can. I mean, at that rate, I I don't see why not. At this pace, they should be able to. True. Half a million, I can see. A million, that's pushing it. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think a million. That, that's I mean, a, that's I don't a, know that they'll ever reach. Session. I mean, there's a point where it's it's going to plateau and, you know, all right, you'll hit your kind of peak. Here's how many players you're going to have at one time. Yeah. Um, I don't know where that is for this game, though. I mean. It's crazy. They sold 5 million copies. All they do is keep, you know, a certain percentage of them interested to play every day. I um I, I don't I've never seen anything like this with such a new game I and mean, we we've been folks we've been doing this for over two and a half years we've been we've followed a lot of games from start uh or very early on in their life so I've never seen a game like this before that is I mean yep. you can go on Steam DB which is the site that we use to pull these numbers and you, and you go on the front page and it shows the most played games right now Dota two CS:GO Player Unknown's Battlegrounds Payday two Team Fortress 2, H1Z1, Grand Theft Auto. I mean, it's just, it, it's always the second, third, or fourth game being played on Steam. No matter when you look. Yep. Constantly. It's, it, it's, yep. it's insane how popular this game is. So, that is good for them. players. Oh, yes, very good for them. That's current players. Very good. All right, so let's go and uh, we'll do tip of the week. We're either talk about a specific game or a general gaming tip for survival games possibly. But this one's going to be on the forest. So this is Tip of the Week. All right. So in the forest, there's some kind of fun things I found that you can do um, that maybe not everybody knows about. But uh, one thing that you can do in this game is you can use mud to camouflage yourself. So one thing I would encourage you to try is to look around. They have swamps. They have ponds. Um, sometimes along the coastline, you can run along there and you'll find these kind of patches of mud. They're a little bit shiny. Uh, but you can take that and then you spread it over your body and, and it will allow you to be able to blend in to the environment around you. So uh, I encourage you to try that out. It's a nice way to, and it makes it so that the 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 natives um, are less likely to notice you. 
um, less likely to have things attack you. So it's a good way to kind of protect yourself and, and blend in a really good game mechanic that they put in there. Another th- fun thing that you can try that probably not everybody realizes is that you can try uh, to get fish uh, that are in the ponds around. There's a whole bunch of ponds that are spread around the map and you can try to get them with a spear. Uh, so if you take two sticks, you can combine those together. You make yourself, I think that's a weak spear or something like that. And then you can try to spear some fish from the pond to get yourself some food. So kind of a fun thing you can try. Um, that's one thing about this game. And that's possibly why they struggle with having a lot of players is they're implementing some really cool mechanics. The game is a lot of fun. Um, so if you're playing that, give those things a try and uh, they will help you to eat and to not get attacked so much. So that is tip of the week. Awesome. Thank you very much, Brian. Um, yes. And uh, of course, this game night, Friday night, miscreated. Um, we are going to shoot for Saturday, uh, August 12th. We're going to start our board gaming um our monthly board game thing back up. Uh, it's been it's been a kind okay. it's been a couple cra- it's, the past couple months have been pretty crazy. So, um, if you don't already have um, Tabletop Simulator, I believe is the name of the game, uh, you can add that to your wish list. It's on sale from time to time. But we'll be doing that. Uh, we'll be playing. We'll pick a board game. And that'll be Saturday, August twelfth, sometime in the later afternoon into the evening hours. Um, you just we'll you know we'll put a message out on on Discord and then you can. Uh, you can you can see that so sounds good yes write that down very good all right so let's go and uh, we'll do this last game giveaway okay and so congratulations locklore 97 um guys been listening to the show for a long time and i will send you a message and we'll get that to you so that'll be devil may cry and uh that was game of the week very good uh if you want to find me we're ready to roll out of this we're we're ready to rock and roll get you on the road Yes. All right. If you want to find me at Boise Computer uh, on Twitter, or you're looking to go check out my blog, biteoftech.com. It's B-I-T-E of tech.com. Also, uh, go join our Discord. If you're looking to play some of these games, maybe you want to play some ARC with us here in a couple of weeks. Uh, we want to play some Miscreated here this coming, uh, this coming weekend. Go and go to website, infectionpodcast.com. Click on the right-hand side, join server, and that'll join you right to our Discord server. And you can join. I mean, right now there's, I think um, about 60 people on there right now. Uh, a couple of them playing in a, in a channel, but you can just jump in say, Hey, anybody want to play this game? Great way to group up with, uh, with a good group of players. Uh, also make sure you join our steam groups. You get notifications of the game of the week and also of our live show next week. We should be back on our normal time um, back to our normal schedule. So this was an early show. Thank you everybody that joined us. Um, usually we're not on Mondays, so it's nice to have a nice turnout in chat even on uh, one of our off days so and uh, i think that's about it make sure uh make sure if you guys have some of those different things that you find you're like hey this is a really cool game like uh like dead matter uh let us know because what we've had i think that was three different people probably someone said it in our discord had someone message me we had someone um, send us a message on on twitter about it so uh it's really nice when you got people that help you to find those games that uh maybe went went, went run across and people we can talk about them. Absolutely. Do a little bit of research for the show and, and see what they're all about. Absolutely. So, uh, Brian, thank you very much. And uh, again, we will, like, 95% sure we'll be back next Tuesday and for the foreseeable future on Tuesdays uh, right here on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv forward slash infection podcast. 
Um, we should be we should be good to go for 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 a while uh, with the Tuesday shows. But in case we aren't, there's always that possibility. You have to follow us on Twitter at InfectionCast. If you if you really care about watching the show live, follow us on Twitter at InfectionCast uh, or be in our Discord. We'll notify you of uh, we'll notify you in both places with that. So you can do that on uh, that. Both of those links are on our website, Infection podcast.com brian thank you very much uh quick note um i'm going to be starting up i'm hoping to start up streaming on my personal twitch channel here in a couple of weeks so uh if you want to check that out you can follow me it's at 360 gaming live is the twitch channel so twitch.tv forward slash 360 360 gaming live smash that follow button on that channel uh on, on twitch uh, you can do that. Um, I'll put a link on Twitter or something for that. You can follow me personally on Twitter at Nicholas M. Craig. You can follow us on Twitter at InfectionCast. Ladies and gentlemen, for the final time from our New York studios, my name is Nick Craig. This is Infection Podcast. We'll be back next week. Thanks for tuning in.